This is going to be, from what I understand, and we'll narrow down with our guest exactly uh, where and when. But the biggest outbreak of cicadas since 1803, and the number of cicadas they say that will emerge can go from here to the moon and back 35 times. I don't want to do that. Dr. Katie <laughs> Dana, University of Illinois. Doctor, good to talk to you. Good morning. It's good good to be on. Can Thank we you. call her Cicadie? Anybody ever call you Cicadie? Because that's funny to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, um, when I got my Ph.D., I started calling myself Dr. Cicadie D. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. That was an independent thought Dan had at 5 o'clock this morning. He goes, I wonder perfect. if anybody... So, perfect. All right. Well, first of all, we appreciate your good humor. Uh, and second of all, tell us... Dan, I'm not kidding you, uh, doctor. Uh, uh, my buddy Danny over here gets super excited about this. And, and he says, we need, to get, we need to get Dr. Katie on. So, what is really <laughs> happening? What is going to happen and when is it going to happen? Oh, you know, I've been looking forward to this for years. And... Um, so people in the north half of the state may remember what it was like in 2007. Um, Peoria was also in this brood. This is the brood 13. It's a 17-year brood. Um, and that's going to cover the, the top half of the state of Illinois. And then there's going to be brood 19 in the south half of the state. And there's going to be a little overlap of these two broods. But what's really incredible is the whole state is going to be covered in cicadas. Um, it's it's going to be a magical event. So, you know, we don't, this only happens every 221 years, right? We only get these two broods emerging every 221 years together. So it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be magical. Okay, so I don't want to be in the overlap area where both, <laughs> where the both are coming together because they say you'll be scooping them off the sidewalks, maybe an exaggeration, but uh, where are the overlap areas? So one of the ones that we're pretty sure that there will be some overlap is, is near Springfield. Um, but, you know, if you're in, in a brood zone and it's been heavy in previous years, there is a good chance that, you know, even if you're not in that overlap area, you are going to be scooping cicadas off the ground. You are going to be scooping them out oh. of the gutters. All right. Oh. One, 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 I got a lot of things here on my mind. <laughs> one is this is like your Super Bowl. Yeah. This is your Super yes. Bowl. I understand that uh, that uh, that attraction. Uh, number two, what is the purpose of a cicada? So, you know, there, there's <laughs> um, with these cicadas in particular. So, with periodical cicadas, the whole idea behind their life history is that they come out in such huge, huge numbers that all the predators fill to the gills, like they they can't eat anymore. And there's plenty left over to mate and lay eggs, right? That's their life history. So if there were, you know, 10% of them, maybe all the predators would eat them all, right? But with this number, there's just no way it can happen. So it keeps the, the species alive because mm -hmm. they, they, some sacrifice themselves for the better good of the group. This is the 17-year <laughs> buffet. It's unbelievable. So, so while some people are being eaten, or while some cicadas are being eaten. Yeah, that, uh, that's a distraction. The other are having a party. Yeah. Okay, oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, the thing about it is, 
It's very good for your lawns, Greg, because they aerate your lawns coming out of the ground. And then when they die and break down, it's actually great nutrients going back into your lawn. Well, okay. Uh, Are they in my are they under the ground? That's where they are. Yep, they spend 17 years or 13 for for the southern half of the state. They spend that long underground just feeding slowly off the the roots of your trees. How how far down are they? Only like a foot. Um, I've dug them up, and usually I've found them in the top few inches. Wow. So if you did go out, like for some reason, to dig a hole in your yard, would you likely find them? Yeah. Um, if, if you have seen periodical cicadas in your yard before and you dug this year in particular, it would be much easier to find them. Now, if you dug like maybe 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't see them just because they're so much smaller then. But it. this year they've grown quite a lot. They're, they're getting big. So they're, they're getting al- ready. They're alive in the dirt. Yep. Yep. This is the... They just form a little burrow under there and just, you know, sit and sip. And how do they know when to come out? Does somebody tell them? Is there a leader? Or they just instinctively know? So, yeah, there is there is a biological clock, um, but also it's the soil temperatures that help indicate to them when to come out during the year. But, you know, some of them get the time wrong. So we've got early birds. We've got, you know, late risers. There was I got a report la- that last year in October one came out, which is the weirdest time. That was Larry. That was Larry. He was drunk. (laughs) He was drunk. Now, Um, so you call it brood, brood what, 17, brood 19? Right. So um, the the brood, it's really, the numbers are really unfortunate this year. Um, But it's brood 13, 13. which is a 17-year cicada that's in the north half. And then brood 19, which is a 13-year cicada that's in the south half of the state. So the brood number is... Is that the indication of how many generations we've done this? So it, it is a numbering system that was set up, you know, well over 100 years ago. So sometimes I'm not a big fan of the brood numbers, but it's okay. just what we call the different I got you. Okay. All right. So there are cicada killers. Now, yes. are they going to be out because those are the dumbest animals on the planet? I remember <laughs> being in my garage just working on something. And I heard a bam, and it ran right into the side of my car. No animal runs into something that's parked <laughs> and just they are. They'll run right into you when you're cutting yeah. grass. But well, are they going to be out? No, you know, it's a little bit early in the season for them. You know, I usually see males of them out, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that they'll be going for them. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it, but usually they're after our dog day cicadas. Um, but that's a good question. I'll keep my eyes out. Also, I just forum. just got a note from one of our listener buddies, Jim, who said cicadas make great fish bait. Oh yes, yes. Oh. Now you just fish. have to you have to find a place where they're not emerging, right? Because otherwise, your fish are going to be full. Oh, oh that's right. The oh. fish are oh fish are already going to naturally be snacking. Them. Oh, yeah. I was oh, going to yeah, ask you that yeah. one last question, and that is, who are the predators? Fish is one. Birds. Oh, definitely birds. Raccoons, you know. raccoons, raccoons, right? squirrels, uh, your pet dog, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Is it dangerous for your dog? No, they're actually no, good. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you'll have raccoons on the ground going, no more cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I, I'm going to partake, too, so I hope you guys do, too. You know, cook them up. 
So, all uh, right, wait a minute. Wait. You were happy. I was happy with you up until right now. <laughs> I was really cool with you. How do you eat them, doctor? Um, so our plan is to, um, we, there's this recipe near, or there's this restaurant nearby that makes something called dragon shrimp where they, they put some shrimp on a you know, skewer, wrap it in some noodles and then fry it up. And I think that would be a perfect recipe for cicadas. Um, so okay. we're going to try that this and year. And then you put it in a bucket and you go to the movies, Greg. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm brave enough to do that. I want to, I, I am a pretty good salesperson. But I could not imagine a scenario where I could sell that to my wife. You know what, though? <laughs> if I heard if they're really crunchy, yeah, okay, yeah. and you put them in with other crunchy stuff, you don't know, you will like them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is there anywhere uh, with you on a website, uh, uh, maybe through the University of Illinois, where folks could find out more information? Um, you know, personally, I, I love the University of Connecticut's website. They do a really good job of showing where all the broods are. And then one other plug is uh, there's an app called Cicada Safari where you can actually report where you've seen and um, experienced cicadas and see where other people are seeing them as well. So it's a great way to, to figure out where they're, where they're coming out. And real quick, in Peoria, when are we going to see the coming out in the height of it? So it's going to start probably about mid-May. It depends on soil temperatures, but it's really going to peak in um, late May, early June. It is Dan DiOrio's favorite subject matter is cicadas. <laughs> I am glad that we're still on the air to talk about it with you, Dr. Katie Dana. What do you call yourself again? <laughs> Dr. Cicady D. Yeah, thank you. That is so good. You are a very nice person, and enjoy, I, I, I almost uh, am excited uh, beyond what I should be for you yeah. to, because yeah. I know how much fun you're going to have this next few weeks. So uh, thank you for your time. We do appreciate it very much.